Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants? And get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited that you're here. This just brings me such joy that we get to connect. I love it. Okay, so today's episode, we're going to talk about Grace Chocolates and an epic road trip. Oh, that is just like that's my best day right there. So we are... Anybody take road trips? Do you go like a road, good road trip or are you more like a flying girl? I love a good road trip. So we were driving. You know how it is when your husband's out of town and you've got to go somewhere and it's, it's always like if you're in the, in the emergency room, daddy's not home. And uh, so we are driving from Atlanta to Chicago. I don't know. It seems like it's about a 12-hour trip. And I thought, you know what, if I wake the kids up like at the crack of dawn, they will they will sleep like probably halfway there. Well, that did not happen at all. <laughs> so we're driving and it's 4 a.m. before, you know, life had a chance to be disturbed. I mean, it felt like, you know, as the sun rose, so did my crew. And in the back seat of our crowded minivan, those peaceful sounds of, of silence turned to the sounds of that's my pillow it's cold in here um can we watch a movie oh man and then this crew they were up for the day and like I said my husband's out of town for a couple of weeks and the kids constant vying for my attention and then that one you know that one sulking real loudly in the background when they didn't get the attention well that just threw me over the edge and it just began to take a toll And just like that, in an instant, I blasted them with the wrath of mom, you know, showing my fury like the rage of a dragon. Oh, that was tough. That was really hard. With fire blasting through their little hearts, you know, I was like, I felt this immediate sense of relief. Like, yeah, I told them. But then I felt regret. You know, surely there there was a way to meet in the middle to to guide their hearts without burning their ears off, right? With such intensity and frustration. I had to gather my thoughts. So we pulled into this farmer's market on like the back end, somewhere near Chicago. And uh, my seven-year-old, he's like, hey, mom, could could I go explore? And so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch you. And so he took off and I could see him talking to the vendors and, and he was asking questions and, oh, they just, they love that. But then within a few minutes, he came running back and he was, he had like, I don't, glee on his face. You know, he was excited to see me. And yes, he was excited to see me. Now, why? Th- this mean mom had just blasted him, Right. But with this great pride, he asked me, Mama, will you close your eyes? And he asked me to open my hands. Well, you know, a little boy, seven years old, you might end up with a snake or a spider or a booger. (laughs) Can you trust this? I don't know. So I opened my hands. I closed my eyes. And you won't believe he put a little, a small bag of luxurious dark chocolates 
that he has purchased now with his own chore money. You are the best mom ever, he said. I mean, he looked at me with those little blue eyes and he said, Mom, I just appreciate all the things you you do for us to make life happy and good. Y'all, oh gosh, cue the puddle on the floor. I mean, I was given grace. I was given unconditional love that day. Oh my gosh, tears, they, they bypassed my tear duct and went straight out my eyeball. (laughs) <laughs> See, my son, he had worked he had worked hard all week with his chores and washing and laundry and and, you know, and all the things, because we expect that from our kids. Right. We're raising team players. But with the spoils, he bought me a prize that I did not deserve. But, you know, he saw the goodness in my efforts and he wanted to bless me with grace in the form of dark chocolates See, he knows how much his mama loves dark chocolates. Like, I've run triathlons, and I've done all these things, but honestly, I hate to run. But I just do it as a challenge every year, you know, in the fall. But I just hate running. But see, I would run for two reasons. I would run if if a bear's chasing me, and if I promised chocolates. <laughs> that's it. Okay, that's it. So, see, here's the thing. I had beat myself up mentally for hours in the car. You're a bad mom. You know, you're, you could have done better. I mean, I just sat there and beat myself up and they're in the back seat watching a movie and they're like, mama's great. You know, the next time I see dark chocolates, I'm going to get her some. Yeah. Why don't we see ourselves like that, mama? You know, the kids are good. They just need guidance, not a hollering mom. But how did I get there? I got there because I was exhausted. I got there because I was doing more than I should. You know, I got there because I wasn't as prepared. We kind of put ourselves in a corner. I saw only the bad. But my seven-year-old, he saw only the good. There's a good book out there called, uh, it's, uh, what is it? Grace is Greater by Kyle Eidelman. And he says, when we miss grace, a bitter root begins to grow. See, in Hebrew, uh, in the Hebrew culture, anything that's like any poisonous plant is considered bitter. It's like when you miss grace, things become toxic. Religion without grace is poisonous. Um, A relationship without grace is harmful. What is grace? It's unconditional love. It's a gift that someone gives you that you didn't earn, that, that you can't earn. But what if, we're going to play here, what if, what if instead of yelling, we extended favor? Oh, I'm always in need of favor. What if we lift their spirit instead of, instead of pouncing on their soul? You know, it's like a fork in the road, choosing exasperation, that feeling of like, oh, Oh, not again. You know, or the gratitude. Whichever way you choose, it will change the course of a relationship. I have this uh, lady that helped me raise my kids when I was working full time. Her name is Vicki. She was amazing. She helped me raise my kids. And, um, you know, instead of putting them in preschool, I, I just, she took care of them. Oh, she was amazing. So she always said, look, if the kid comes to you and says, Mom, can I have water? And you you give this tone of exasperation like, oh, yes, here's your water. They hear that in your voice. Versus, yeah, I got it. 
we can change the course of our relationship with our kids, with our friends, our neighbors, our community, by how we react, by how we give or don't give grace. Okay? So that day, that was a paradigm shift in my connection with my son, you know? And look, I, I got down on my knee and I asked for forgiveness. I said, hey, buddy, you know, will you forgive mom? I shouldn't have hollered like that. It wasn't, it wasn't even about you. It was about me. And I'm sorry. And he just looked at me like human, you know, moms are sorry. <laughs> but it really changed the relationship. You know, after my son extended grace, our bond became stronger. You know, it's like, I got your back. You got mine. See to um, see to it, you know, like in Hebrews, Hebrews twelve fifteen says that no one falls short of the grace of God. See that no one falls. OK, no person around you falls short of the grace of God, that no bitter root grows to cause trouble. OK, it's like that weed, that weed of like, oh, here's your water, you know, that weed we try to. We're like, oh, we'll just pluck that thing. And then it grows and grows. You have no idea how long it's been there. And you're pulling and pulling and pulling. And it's seven feet long. It runs up under the house, under the bricks, under the driveway. And you're like, oh, my gosh, how long has this been growing? How long has this been there? Right. God wants us to experience what only he can he can give by offering offering grace. So I was looking this up. I was doing research and I found that there's three types of grace. All right. I didn't even know this. I didn't even realize this. So first is sanctifying grace. That is like when Jesus died on the cross for your sins. You know, it's like, hey, he, he is like this gentle reminder and the, a world that's quick to judge and and the first to condemn. You know, uh, people always want to draw attention to our faults. Right. And, and our sinful ways, because we're just imperfect. And when you're trying to do a thing, you're trying to lead people and, and do something outside the box, they're going to they're going to judge you. OK, they're going to look at your faults and your failures and your imperfections. But see, sanctifying grace is when God gently convicts from within. He gently reminds you, you know, bring bringing personal change minus the criticism. All right. So sanctifying grace that is where it's at all right and you know there's that serving grace also the serving grace that that's like the power to minister and bless others through missions or giving or um, giving of your time your gifts you know your resources god is so good like that isn't he God wants us to experience what only he can give. He, you know, he's the owner's manual and believing that he died on the cross for our sins that you can't earn that, right? You can't earn that. So I want to ask you a question. Do you struggle with grace? Do you, do you labor over why you don't deserve it? Do you, um, I know this is a big one for moms. Do you overanalyze your analyzation? <laughs> You know, it's just, it never ends, right? It's like the hamster on the wheel. I mean, by the end of the night, you still don't have an answer. See, with a choice of extending grace or, or yelling the negatives, which is quicker on the tongue? I'm, I'm going to be honest. For me, it's negative. I mean, for me, it is negative. Life to me sometimes is like that can of Pringles. I mean, have you ever just eaten one? No way. You eat them by the stack. <laughs> 
my my t- my son those uh, green sour cream Pringles are his favorite and I just go he's like mom I said can I have a couple of those and he just looks at me like a couple of stacks <laughs> we know the truth here but see that's the way it rolls off the tongue you know positive energy you need you need brain power for that and and like I had said earlier like by Thursday at four o'clock I don't have brain power I mean honestly I walk into the grocery store and I'm like what am I getting what why am I here you know I can't even remember the kids names have you ever gone to CVS and you go through the drive through to pick up medicine and they're like and what is kid number three's name and you're like oh I need to get a calculator. <laughs> do, do you have time? There's only three cars behind us. <laughs> you should have asked me this earlier. But we have to train our brain to be positive. You know, surround yourself with more positive people. Gravitate towards those people who who lift you up. I mean, we're we're like bumper cars all day long, you know, hitting the 101. It's just like, bam, bam, people running you off the road. And, and uh, you're like, what road are you on? <laughs> what is your driving like, Stephanie? But, you know, it's like constantly this thing's happening left and right, right? And there's people that um, they like to tear you down. And so surround yourself with those people that lift you up. Look, silver linings are plenty for the taking. I mean, it's honestly all about perspective. If you want to know an answer to something or you think, you know, you've got this evidence, you can look to find something that's going to correlate with what you're looking for. All right. So you have to, it's all about perspective. Okay. um, Mentor, bless another. How about um, give a shout out to somebody who's inspired another person in a carpool lane, you know, like, like say for instance, you're in a carpool lane and you're like, Hey mama, you look good today. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I thought I looked like crap. I was going to this interview and I needed to hear you say that. See, that's not anything that they earned. That's just something you want to give them grace. You want to stop by and say, girl, you know, we're better together. You're going to do this. You're going to do a great job. You know, Go to a mom's night out, and you may even be a quiet person, but just be the first one to say hello. You know, and you're in that cashier's lane at cashier's lane at the grocery store. Tell somebody, girl, you got a good hair day. They will float out of there. You watch them; <laughs> they will float. So, um, what? What? I want to ask you: What experiences have you had? You know that I don't know. That you could save someone six months or, or two years of heartache. I've got a person. I heard the other day this woman say that uh, she married this guy. She thought she knew who he was. You know, they were together six months and he took all of her like credit cards and her money, stripped him financially and was gone. She's never um, she's hired uh, an investigator. They have no idea where this guy is. But since then, what did she do? She turned her life around and now she helps and teaches other people how to rise above that, you know, how to rise, you know, out of those ashes and protect yourself, how to spot people like that, um, how to invest your money and be strong as a, an independent single mom. So she allowed her pain to become a platform of change. Give somebody your parking space or pay for somebody's coffee. Look, in a world of negativity, I mean, your actions, they're going to shine like a beacon in the night. They're going to be like, who is this lady? Who is this girl? They will think about you all day because you change things for the better. You set the tone for, you know, how they feel about themselves. 
um, how they go into work. Um, you're just you have so much power when you bless other people. You know, grace is a gift that it can't be earned. It's, it's just given because you can do it. All right. Think today how, how you can be that person. Grace to me. Great. I love Christmas. Grace is like that unexpected present under the tree that's got your name on it in, in, in June. <laughs> you know? Have you ever had somebody walk up to you and they're like, oh, I just wanted to give you this just because. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that is totally my love language gifts, you know, affirmation. I mean, I, I can be the jet fuel all day long if someone's like, good job, girl. So look, grace is no strings attached, you know, but it's up to you whether you receive it or you opt out of it. The gift is there. It's yours. It has your name on it. It'll determine your story, whether you decide to receive grace or not, whether you decide to give grace or not. So how appropriate is it that our children are demonstrating this? I mean, they they're just like little mercy and kindness and grace. You know, when we do things and and obviously we don't earn it, but, you know, like the dark chocolates. He just gave me those that day. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, um, you know, those kids, they think you hung the moon. Right. Those teenagers, not so much. But, you know, somewhere around 1 a.m., if you just lay across their bed long enough, you know, they'll they'll finally or feed them. They'll finally start opening up. Right. (laughs) When you think you're going to die and you can't you can't open your eyes another second, then they spark a conversation. See, grace, it's given me a, a whole new understanding of how mercy is new every morning. It's like a refresh, a restart. Right. When we place ourselves on this on this earn to love program, we are going to fall short every time. Let me tell you, I could write a book on all of my failures. I got a lot of them, too. And if you keep listening to this show, you'll hear about them. You know, I wrote Living Your Best Life. It's about letting go of self-doubt and fear and other people's expectations, right, to, to live the life that you've always dreamed so I wrote it because I wanted you I wanted to remind you that life is not perfect. You know, life isn't perfect. It's not about your weight. It's not about it's not about any of that. It's not about your kids all driving down to Florida and they're all like perfectly perfect, you know. I mean, mine are like fighting in the back seat all the way to Yosemite, you know. <laughs> and then we see a buffalo and they're like oh, <laughs> for like 42 seconds. So living your best life and you get this on audible look i wrote it for you like i wrote it for you go get it you know for moms on the go it will just give you such a new perspective and also you know with all my stories you'll probably be like this girl makes me feel like i am a really good mama (laughs) so um what else in in there's this precious time that you know you hold that you are needed and loved by your children right even on your downfalls, because we have a lot of them. There's a song I listened to the other day, John Michael Montgomery. It's like, life is a dance. Ugh. Life is a dance. You learn as you go. Sometimes you lead and sometimes you follow. Um, don't worry about what you don't know, because life is a dance and we learn as we go. That song, just you should download it. It's a great like Spotify song in the car to remind you that, hey, we're just one person. We're doing our best, right? So, you know, in 
when the kids are little, it's all about labor, car seats and hauling things and loading minivans. It's all about those things. You know, the elementary age kids are like that sweet spot of life, you know, where they're they're independent and they still think you hung the moon. Right. So I just want to remind you today, what if what if we don't extend ourselves grace and we keep listening to the doubt, the lies You're going to go down in a blaze of glory and you are going to take everything that you deemed worthy and important to you. You're going to take it down with you because you, mama, are the hub of communication. You are the captain of the ship. All right. My little girl asked if she could go. (laughs) She's got her little pink sparkly nails on and she comes in and she says, Mom, can I can I go to a friend's house for a play date? And, man, I had so much going on, and I thought, you know, Dad works from home. I was like, ask your dad. And she looked at me, and she said, what? She had this confused look. She said, but, Mom, you the boss. (laughs) Mom, you the boss. What are you talking about? Go ask Dad. See, your attitude, your perspective, it changes everything. If you're always frustrated, look, there's going to be times we're frustrated. I mean, plenty of times but is it always the times you know are are you always speaking negative thoughts do you always reside in this place or do you sometimes reside in this place right your children they're like these little um they take the marching orders they're like the little minnow you know that swims alongside of the shark they follow in cadence they're watching you right they're mimicking your actions You hold more power than you think. All right. So I want to challenge you. Clean up your act, mama. Give yourself permission to be human. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to ask for forgiveness. Okay. It's okay to not have the cleanest house on the block. I mean, some people would be like, I'm not having a party because, you know, I'd have to scrub the walls and I'd have to do all the things and all I've got solo cups in my pantry. Look, do the thing. Who cares? I mean, you, you'll you see more relatable, right? <laughs> Bring out the solo cups. I mean, who does not like those? Okay, so give yourself permission. All right? I am so excited for you guys. I'm excited of the change. You know, when I wrote the book, Living Your Best Life, I wrote that you fit together like peanut butter and jelly, but I actually forgot the butter part. And I said, you fit together like peanut and jelly. (laughs) See, they're imperfect right there, but no one ever even said a thing about it. (laughs) So see, perfectly imperfect right here. So I'm going to give you three actionable steps today to create a grace-based environment. Number one is train your brain to find the goodness. All right. Train your brain to find the goodness, the silver linings and the hard places, because, girl, God does not waste a season or an experience. Number two, mentor the person two steps behind you. You could save them pain. You know, if your pain becomes a platform of change, you can save someone maybe years of heartache with your life hacks, your experiences. I want you to sit in the car right now and think about that. How could I use How could I use that for the good? Number three, extend grace. Extend grace to build those relationships because we are in the long game. All right. So when the road of life calls on you at 4 a.m. with all those situations hurled at top speed, 
I want you to step back and grab a piece of chocolate and remember, because of God's great love, we are not consumed. His grace is new every morning. I want to ask, leave you with a few questions here. How could you speak words of life to encourage others? How could you do that? How today can you speak words of life to encourage somebody? Maybe write down a couple of names of someone you could call or text today. Okay. Number two, in weeding out that bitterness, you know, that weed that could be seven, seven feet long. What, what would you remove first? Maybe a snarky remark or that exhausted feeling when you hand the kid the water. Number three, in what areas could you give or receive more grace? And lastly, what does grace look like for you? I want to offer a prayer here. My prayer is, Lord, help me to truly understand that I have always been enough because I'm your child, redeemed by your cross. Thank you for gently convicting me without judgment. Thank you, Lord, to help me to be the person that that I can be to bless and serve others. Help me to live life to the full for your glory. Amen. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you in any way, the number one thing you can do is leave me a written review on Apple Podcast. You could go to uh, Instagram at Stephanie Pletka, and I'll share your story if you screenshot it, And because we're better together. Hey, if you're in the Phoenix area, tune in to 1360 Faith Radio every Monday at 4, or listen to me on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in next week to another episode of Motherhood Mindset. Until next time, I'll see you when the wind blows.